Well, welcome to my podcast, Mike Cohen, and uh, this is a series of podcasts I've been doing, uh, introducing you to members of City Council in Cote St. Luke, where, of course, I've been a member for 17 years, and it's a pleasure to have as my guest the Councillor for District 5, Mitchell Kajavsky. Welcome, Mitchell. Thank you, uh, Mike. The pleasure is mine. Great to have Mitch with me. Now, Mitch, I have a soft spot for District 5 because that's where I grew up. That's where I lived for the first 25 years of my life. And uh, and you grew up in that district too, did you not? I actually didn't. I grew up just across the tracks from Pretty my close. district. Yeah, right around the corner. And I know your old house very well. The Frederick's household right outside Kerwin Park. That's right. That's right. The old house. Soon to be <laughs> reopened, Kerwin Park. Yeah. You know what I was thinking of, actually, uh, Mitch, actually, when I was saying you used to live in the district, I'm thinking of your uncle, Sammy Kajavsky, who wore number 39, who was a great goalie. And of course, your dad, they lived on Blossom. Am I correct there? That's right. Yeah. And I, I mean, I virtually grew up at that house. That was my Bobby and Zadie's house uh, on Blossom, just across the park from uh, from where you lived. Yeah, exactly. Original so, owners. Yeah, yeah. So actually, let's get into that. I mean, Kerwin Park, this was not something that happened during your term in office. You inherited a park that had not been uh, upgraded for a long time. And we, you know, we waited, we waited until we got the proper funding. So tell us, what can we expect uh, with the new Kerwin Park? When will it be ready and what's it going to look like? So right now, we anticipated opening in late May, early June. That's what the contractor tells us is the uh, delivery date. It's going to be beautiful. I've had a walk through uh, now that the park is at about 90% completion. We've got a brand new chalet with activity rooms. We're going to have two new basketball courts and a skating surface in the winter on top. Um, on the other side, on the LNG Levine playground side, new playground equipment for kids of all ages, new tricycle path, um, new exercise equipment, new pathways. It's, uh, it's really going to be beautiful. I'm, I'm very, very excited. Well, I'm very, I'm very much looking forward to the unveiling. And also in their district, you uh, did a lot of work on uh, upgrading the park uh, that is on Emerald, uh, an, er an area that had not been fixed up for a very long time. And we had a very, uh, uh, very uh, emotional, if you will say, uh, naming ceremony after a young man who passed away. Yeah, that's right. So Joshua Alexander, the young man who grew up in the area, unfortunately passed at a young age. And um, we decided with help uh, or with a little push from the Emerald community to name the park after him. His parents still live on Emerald, super nice people. And uh, we had an outstanding event. I mean, the Emerald community came out, they brought food, they were barbecuing. There must've been uh, over a hundred people at this, uh, what turned out to be an impromptu uh, park party. Um, it was really nice and really nice, uh, you know, for, for Victor and Victoria, the parents to speak as well as Joshua's brother. Now, now, Mitch, uh, another big park in your district is Rabin Park. And uh, anything new happening there? Um, nothing right now, but it is on the radar. Um, for the most part, because uh, there's a big push, you know, across the country and you know, Montreal to replace the sand surfaces with uh, something a little more accessible. You know, surfaces that everyone can use, like these rubberized surfaces you see. So eventually I picture a, uh, maybe not a full renovation, but at least a partial upgrade to that park with a new surface. Maybe we'll leave some of the sand, maybe some new playground equipment, because that's a park that we see is packed, packed every weekend with kids. 
Yes. So I need to ask you next about something that's very current, and that was uh, earlier this week. There was a public consultation for the proposed uh, high-rise project in the former Jack Vincelli on Mackle Road. So yes, what's sir. next? What's next? You had, you, I think there was a lot of a lot of consultation, and the builders took a long time to 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 meet our demands and to listen to the concerns and prepare traffic studies. So. What's your comment on that project and where where we're heading with it? Okay, so well, rather than get into the deeply into the technical stuff like the legalese, I don't want to put your listeners to sleep. I'll give you the broad strokes. So the next step is the passing of the second uh, draft bylaw. At which point, the residents can come out and open a register if they are opposed to it. If that gets enough signatures, it goes on to a potential request for a referendum. If they get enough signatures for that, then we go to a referendum. If people do oppose the new zoning, which would be um, multifamily mixed use. So we want commercial on the ground floor and, uh, and about 240 residential units above and to the sides of townhouses on Mackle, a, uh, a six-story building on Westminster, and then a, a larger tiered eight-story and then 12-story building towards the back uh, against the CP tracks. Um, so yeah, I, I personally am in favor of it. I voted in favor of moving this project forward um, because I believe that we need a mix of, of different housing units in my area. So I picture the baby boomers and the seniors in the area who own houses. They have nowhere to go. No offense. They would be very well, well suited to be uh, Councillor Cohen's constituents on Mark Chagall. Um, but I'd like uh, to give them an option to stay in the area that they, they lived in for, you know, 30, 40, in some cases, 60, 70 years. Well, listen, I, I have, uh, you know, a couple of, uh, you know, the, 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 the uh, Equinox building, that's a two, two buildings that uh, first one came up five years ago and the other one followed the other tower. And then the uh, Montefiore, which uh, was refurbished and rebuilt. And at the beginning, you know, it was it was uh, they weren't full, but now they're both completely full. People want to live in Cote St. Luke and there's a lack of of places to go. I mean, I look at even Kildare Towers, which has been around a very long time, completely full. Uh, the Cavendish Club, which is remotely not in my district across the street, you know, waiting lists, uh, the building on the avenue. So there is a market for it. And I know I hear from many of my constituents on Mark Chagall who are from and grew up in the area. Uh, around uh, District 5. So I'm open to it as well. So it'll be an interesting discussion. So Mitch, tell our listeners, you're an accountant by profession. Why did you decide to do that for a living? Um, I guess I'd followed in my dad's footsteps. It was an easy path. And I started my own business uh, now almost 15 years ago. I've actually shifted gears in the last year. Uh, I'm shifting away from my accounting and tax practice to something a little more, uh, you know, bread and butter. I'm the CFO of a, of a little tech startup company. I don't even know if I told you about that yet. Yeah, you did. Not We make a, a sleep pad, a sleep assistance device that uses technology. Um, so it's, and it's a great group of executives, most of which are in Montreal or manufacturing it's in the States and West Coast. Everyone's all over the place. Most of our meetings are obviously virtual, but uh, it's exciting to try something new after so long, you know, in the, uh, in the tax weeds, as it were. <laughs> now, Mitch, when you're not doing your job at this startup, when you're not doing your work as a counselor, you have a busy household, married with three young children. Yes, indeed. 
Rose, Harry, Sonny, 11, 8, and 3. And they keep you busy, don't they, Mitch? Oh, they do. They know me very well at the uh, aquatic center for the <laughs> swimming lessons. And Rose is a member of the swim team now. Had her first competition last week and finished first in one of her heats for the backstroke, which is very, very exciting. Uh, so I'm a big uh, proponent, user, uh, lobbyist for all the activities and everything we have for, for kids and coaching Luke. And of course, I'm very pleased that you're also an EMSB parent at Merton. If we had more parents like you, our enrollment would go through the roof. That's it. I'm going to be a Merton parent for another, uh, well, at least 10 years. <laughs> and then I'm going to be a, an EMSB parent for, I don't know, probably the next 100 years, let's say. Well, that's great. <laughs> that's great news to to hear that for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, Mitch, let's just uh, go back to your, uh, you know, being elected. Now, you first decided to run seven years ago in a by-election when Mitchell Brownstein was acclaimed as mayor. And that was a good training for you. You came close. Sydney Ben-Israel won, but that was your first shot at running for elected office. Yeah. Yeah. And it was it was a great learning experience. I, it was my pleasure to lose to uh, Councillor Benizri, now a council colleague. He's, uh, he's a great guy, Sydney. Couldn't have lost to a better guy. Um, and uh, lost as well, or, or almost tied in terms of votes with uh, David Torchman, who then was on council as well. Um, but that was a, a serious learning experience. I learned that uh, you know when, you're, when you want people to vote for you, you have to go and you have to literally ask them a favor. Every single person, you have to make it personal and make them want to go out and vote for you. And I learned that and I came back a couple of years later and uh, I guess the rest is history. Yeah. I mean, it was interesting because then you chose to run against uh, a real veteran. Alan Levine had been a city councillor for over 30 years and you upset him in the election. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Alan was there for uh, 20, 20 odd years and uh, councillor Levine um, and I are, are getting along great these days. And actually, I have to give him a call and let him know the date for the Kerwin opening because he, uh, he said he's going to come out and uh, help us cut the ribbon once we open the new park and the, you know, the playground that is named after him. Well, that's really good, good to hear. And, uh, yeah. and of course, you got reelected in the last election. So this is your second term. You have some very important portfolios. Uh, first and foremost, uh, chairing the Planning Advisory Committee. Uh, that's a pretty interesting uh, dossier. Yeah, no, it is. And uh, I've gotten to know uh, Councillor Burku very well, who was the former chair of PAC. And, uh, and now Dita, obviously in charge more of the master plan and the, you know, the, the future of Cote St. Luke and, and me more of the short-term planning advisory. But it's, it's a really cool experience and I'm excited. I, I wanted to get reelected very badly last year. Um, just because there's so much going on in Cote St. Luke, we have potential, you know, to redevelopments of our three major malls. We're doing a master plan. Um, there's a lot going on and there will be for the next three years and probably the next, you know, decade in the city. So I hope to be able to stick around and, and help guide that. Absolutely. And the other committee that you're chairing right now, another very important committee is the traffic committee. Uh, yeah, of which you are very active. I try. Yeah. Yeah, I know there are a lot of concerns. You know, you, your constituents and yourself, you live at probably the busiest intersection in the city. Yeah. Kildare and Cavendish. I know there's yeah. always concerns there. And yeah, we're going to be doing some construction there in the next uh, a few months and then next year as well, uh, rebuilding part of Cavendish. So 
I know you'll be you'll be very visible for your constituents there. Make sure everyone's safe, has enough time to cross the road, and yeah. and all that. It's yeah. got it's a very important uh, you know very important portfolio, and I appreciate the way you've been running the committee. So my last comment to you, my last question is: you also another committee you work with Tanya Abramovich on the Parks and Public Spaces Committee. How does that work? So we haven't been super super active lately, but what it really is is. Um, it's how we treat public spaces, how we renovate public spaces. So let's say we've got a, a vacant lot, like Emerald was. Um, that committee, that's where the process starts to put money into these various public spaces. And I know that uh, you've been a proponent of creating like a veterans park, um, something near the avenue. But if you drive around the city and you see all these kind of vacant areas that we haven't yet spruced up or turned into a park or added benches or pathways or anything like that that starts in that committee and that's how we kind of guide the money or the recommendations to council on where we think money should be better spent uh, in these areas well very well said mitch district five is lucky to have you we're lucky to have you thank you for your time and keep up the great work thank you mike i appreciate it great having councillor mitch kajavsky as my guest